This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So, see McDonald's.com for full details. There's a team that we all love, playing out of person town. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Good evening and welcome to the Ale and the Veil podcast. It's Wednesday the 13th and it's going to be a very happy, upbeat podcast. Um, We're joined by, I'm going to go to Steve because I'm just watching Tom Scoffey's third scone of the 10 minutes. Steve, how are you doing, mate? I'm all right, thanks, mate. Um, Last night I was absolutely livid i wanted to do this last night about midnight but luckily you 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 went back and tom didn't fancy it because it would have been a it would have been a car crash and probably a solicitor's job I, like it calmed down a bit but he obviously we're going to get into it, but veil were disgraceful last night and more importantly well they're disgraceful for 20 minutes and andy crosby it all lies with him yeah we'll we'll, we'll get in we'll get into that i think I think you're spot on, so we'll get into that. Uh, I think Tom's now finished. So, Tom, how's it going, mate? How are we? Yeah. I'm all right. I'm better today than I was last night. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's everyone, isn't it? Fucking hell. To be fair, I could have blown my own head off this morning and still been better than I was last night. Um, but, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, currently sitting watching Newcastle Milan. So, <laughs> yeah. All is good currently in my head until this next two hours of what's going to be like therapy, I imagine. Yeah, and hopefully to everyone listening, it's going to be a bit of therapy that that you're not going to you're not going mad, and we're going to. And it's nine o'clock at night, and I hope it's not two hours of therapy. Look at that. But let's go off on the positives, Tom. The supporters club have tweeted out today. Um, <laughs> you confused me then. <laughs> a special event on Sunday. So what's going yes. on, mate? There is John Rudge is in the shop um, from one till three um, with his book. Uh, be signing copies of the book. You can get a photo with John. Um, so if you are planning on getting it for anybody for Christmas. Um, it's always a bit of a you know a bit of a nice added touch if you can get it signed, um, and there will be uh, 
places to donate towards the statue as well in the, in there on Sunday. Um, so should be should be good for people to get down and obviously, you know, take take young kids who know nothing about John Rudge and introduce him to him and and go go that kind of way with it. I know it'll make a brilliant Christmas present. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the supporters club and the Vale shop are the only ones who currently hold stock of the book. I think Amazon is sold out. I think the Stoke shop is sold out. Boo. Um, and yeah, I think the Vale shop and the supporters club are the only ones who actually hold stock. So if you do want to get it for Christmas or you do want to just, if you want to get it for yourself, then get up to the shop on Sunday between one and three and uh, the man himself will be there. And Santa. I don't think John will be Santa. That'd be impressive. Be off putting, wouldn't it? But yeah. Um but yeah, so yeah, if you can. Uh also just while we're on the supporters club, um I would like to say I will be tweeting it out as well, but um that we don't hold a meeting in December. Purely because the meetings are the last Thursday of the month and it's Christmas and we've got a game the night after as well. And we just, you know, we're inundated with matches around there. So it's just not fair to try and get people out of the house again um, for yet another night. Um, so our next meeting will be the last Thursday of January. Uh, I will tell you the date. Uh, it is the 25th of January. So get that in your diaries. Where the meetings held, Tom? Where they held? Uh, So the meetings normally are either in Tommy Cheadle's or in the Valiant Suite. All kind of depends who we have, because nine times out of ten we have a guest as well from the club, so a player or uh, one of the members of staff. Um, So they're good nights. We are. I'm really trying my best at the minute to try and get more people to these meetings. The more people we get there, the more people we can kind of reach out to and get opinions from and we can ultimately try and make things better than for the fans, uh, for, for maybe people who've got an issue with anything. Um, so, yeah, please, and, and when when you come along, you know, that you don't have to come along and rant and rave. You can come along, sit in the corner and just listen. And, um, you know, there's plenty of, like we had a, we had one two, two, three months ago and we had Ollie Arblaster, Josh Thomas and Alfie Devine. Fantastic. They were really honest lads. They're really good to, you know, you can pretty much ask them anything. It's the same with all the others. We've had James Wilson, uh, Nathan Smith, but then we've also had, you know, Colin Garlic before he left us. Uh, Matt Hancock's been there. Um, most recently we had Will Turner from the foundation and Chris, who works in the, who was part of the kiosk setup. Um, so you get to see, you get to find out about all the different parts of the workings of the club as well, and it's good. Um, and if you've got kids, you know, bring the kids along. Let's get people involved in the supports club early, if we can. Um, but that is my aim, to get more people there. You can just turn up, can't you? You, don't you can just turn up on the night, yeah. Um, we are becoming a trust, uh, which will help in the long run with grants and stuff like that that we can use. Um, to help the club, um, and it, that may there might be a small membership fee then, 
Um, but obviously, all that will be it will be relayed in a document before beforehand. But yeah, come along, get yourselves involved if you can, uh, and come just have a chat. Yeah, and a good night. It's like you say, the the actual the, the actual talk is is good as well, and then the the guest is usually good. So get yourself down if you can. It'd be it'd be nice to see more more faces, um, more more demographics as well. Like say we get get a good 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 split of fans and be able to then get some good good discussion on. I'll put it this way: currently, I'm one of the youngest there. You're fifty three. <laughs> that's that's how old I look. Um, I'm 32 with the VAT. Um, so, yeah, uh, if we can get, I'd like to get more people my age, more people younger than me, um, because I think it's important. Very much so. So, question for you both. Now, let's we've we've got the positives out of the way, Steve. Is 31 games before Christmas too many games of football? Yes, and no is the obvious answer. When you do well in the cups, you're gonna run up you're gonna run up these. You know, we've got to we've used the kids more. I don't think the number of games we played is what's got us into this position. It's not ideal, but if you were to say to Carol, you've played 31 games, you'd probably start your hand off because that's Cup runs, that's, well, should have been revenue. That should have been, what, success. If we were higher up in the league, let's say we were eight to ten points better off the league, everyone would be buzzing. But the cup run in the league, the, in the league form, are sort of the contrast, or they were till last night, they're contrasting, and they're rubbing against each other. People are saying Crosby's only holding on to his job because of the cup. You know, he's got a contract on the league, and, well, is he staying in his job till we play Middlesbrough? And I think it's not so much the games we've played, I think it's the fact that they're sort of almost going against each other and um, making it difficult to see where people stand on on Crosby himself because I firmly believe if we'd been knocked out of the Cups earlier, he would have been got out of his job a while ago, well, two or three games ago. And is he holding on to it for the Middlesbrough game? That's something we can talk about later. But in some way, obviously, yeah, there's tired legs and we have lost players to injury, but... If you want to be successful, you've got to play games, and we're into these cup competitions in advance, so we know we could, we know where we could end up. So. Fair enough. And now, Tom, I'm oh, going to ask a question. I didn't know where you 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 left that pause a little bit too long, but <laughs> I didn't know whether you wanted to ask me the same question. Uh, I, was waiting, <laughs> I was waiting for the stats. I was waiting for a stats page. To, to, <laughs> He's got a better yeah. question. You need to fill that bit there because you threw me right off. <laughs> well, we are 21st in the expected goals table with 19, with 19 and a half goals that we should have scored, according to stats, but we've only scored 15. So, what's that mean? We've missed four one on ones? I don't know. What it means is over the course of the uh, over the course of the nineteen or so league games that we've played, we're having one we're having one goal per game that we should score, but that can that can obviously be over ten shots. It doesn't. It's not necessarily one clear cut chance. Peterborough's forty goals is at the top from thirty nine. So is that is that is that we should have scored nineteen more? 
than we have. No, we should have, no, we should have scored four, four and a half more, basically. It's, right. not, it's, it's, not, it's not a great deal, is it? No. But is that concerning, seeing as the only teams below us are Carlisle, Shrewsbury and Chelsea? Well, yeah, the concerning, the concerning thing is the obvious. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of expected goals as it is because I think it's, it's a bizarre stat that was evidently made up by someone who couldn't understand shots on target and shots off target for me. Okay, um, so on, on, then on that note, we have 4.1 shots on target per game, which is the 15th best in the league. Right, yeah. So, so yeah, this, I mean, my, my point is, is still going to apply here that... Um, it kind of shows how sharp we are going forward, doesn't it? Really, um, four shots on target a game is. I would expect us to have four shots on target, probably at the very minimum against Middlesbrough next week. Yeah, it, it not so much this team, but if it was Port Vale versus Middlesbrough. I would expect us to have four shots on target at least. So for us to only be doing that in our division, week in, week out, is is a clear sign that something isn't right. To be expected to score, was it? Uh, we we miss the equivalent of a four chance goals. on uh, yeah. four goals. <sighs> I mean, that that to me says that. We're not so much missing chances. We aren't even in the space to create them. So, so here you go. We are 23rd in big chances missed. We've mi- we've only missed 12 big chances. Yeah, compared- that's, but that's what I mean. But I don't think we've created that many. Ah, big chances created, 16. We are 20th in that. So yeah. to, in context, Peterborough have created 48 big chances. And missed another thirty and missed thirty-two of them. So that's yeah, they've the so they've so they've scored big chances more than we've scored all season. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's see, that's what I mean. It, you know, I, I I would be absolutely fine with some of the stuff that Crosby comes out with. And I and I understand it it's frustrating as hell when you, you've got a striker who's <clears throat> missing chance after chance after chance after chance. But you almost kind of say to yourself, well, at least we're creating that many. Eventually, something's going to go. Whereas when you're not creating at all, how do you change? You can't, we can't just float through this season now going, oh, well, you know, we, we might score one a game. Well, that means we've got to keep a clean sheet every game we're going to win. It does, and here you go. We are second in the most accurate crosses per game. So we put in five and a half, well, basically six crosses per game. The the find a man. Our man. Yeah. Shit. And that's second. Only Portsmouth are above us with six point two. We're on five five point six. So same as Derby and third batters. So we're actually. We're good so that at getting me, the ball. That to, that to me says our crosses are good. Yeah, it's just the end product shit. But just, but it, but we're clearly not going to. We're not going for goal with crosses. Are we flicking away from goal? Are we? Are we trying to head one too many times? I mean, how many corners do we put back stick and we win the first contact? 
and then nothing happens. Yeah, uh, I think because obviously think they're going to count as successful crosses, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Aren't they? So for, for me to ha- for me to have to have the most successful crosses, but also to be in the bottom four of chances created, says that we're doing something horribly wrong with our crosses. Yeah, with our, with with how we're dealing with whether we're adding at goal or whatnot. And this this is this is an interesting one. Successful tackles per match. So Cheltenham make the most tackles per match at, at nearly twelve at twelve a game they're making. Yeah. We're apparently the we're like the, the bottom of that table. I don't know if that's making seven point eight tackles per game. We only so, make seven tackles a game. Yeah. That's shocking. Would you? This is something. I do. You think this suggests we've got a soft underbelly? We're a bit too nice. We're a bit too weak. Portsmouth make eight point one tackles per game. Bolton eight point five. Oxford eight point eight. So what? What it says to me is we actually dictate play more, so we don't have to make tackles. They well with them teams, I'd say. Whereas with us. Is it that we're just not making tackles? Yeah, I certainly don't think we're dictating play enough that we don't have to make tackles. Um, do we play? Do we play a, a defensive way of more trying to cut the ball out than than pinch the ball? Do we cut passing lanes more than we nick the ball off people? Um, well, we're eleventh in that stat. There you go. Yeah, where the fuck are you? Yeah. There you go. Eight. Eight Are you seen in the seven. offices of Opta or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm using Footmob. I was I was I was I was looking at it earlier, seeing what I could find out of it. But yeah, eight point two interceptions per game. We've made a total of one hundred and fifty five this season, and that's eleventh. So pretty average across the table there. Maybe we're just yeah. shit at defending. Yeah, that's how it feels. I mean, that's how it looks when I watch it as well. Yeah. Um, never never doubt my eyes really. Um. Yeah, I think obviously stats 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 do tell a story, but they don't always tell the full story. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, you've got. To if there was, it. if there was, a, if there was a stat for wrong decisions made, I'm sure we'd be absolutely top of that league. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I, I frustrating hearing them. I'm not happy anymore, Johnny. You've killed me mood. Sorry. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you now. Statistically, across the season, who, who are our top three best players in your eyes? Us. Yeah. Uh, well, Ben Garrity. Oh, Joe. Yeah, funds. And I would say. Holly. I'd say Sang. Interesting. You got one. <sighs> So coming in in third, averaging seven, a rating of seven per game as Ethan Chislett. Yeah. Must have got some fucking high scores at the start of the season, that lad. Just above him on seven on seven point zero two is Ben Garrity. Yeah. And our most consistent player coming in at seven point zero seven is Connor Ripley. Oh, I didn't think of Ripley. Yeah. No, no, yeah. We'll give, give you Ripley, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. but naivety <laughs> on my behalf. Um, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you, Ethan Chislett. 
Normally. I, I love Chessie, but at no point is he performing at a seven every game. Or an average. Of, that means that somewhere along the line he's had a ten because he's definitely had a four. No. <laughs> he's he's low, lowest rating, which they they go they go by is six point one. But his highest rating is eight point seven against Charlton because he got a goal and an assist, didn't he? And he's giving them out, aren't they? He wants to have a chat with you. Who <laughs> was ever going eight point seven? <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking at some of these stats, thinking, "How have they given them?" We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to start a new bit called Johnny versus Footmob. Yeah, you give all your ratings, and then we go through theirs and see how uh, see how they differ. Yeah, well, some of theirs are ridiculous, mate. They, they wind me up when I when I look at them. That's like, outrageous! Eight yeah. point bloody seven. Kizzy, no, no. Yeah, not having that. No. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's why stats are bollocks. Take your right. off now, Johnny. Let's get into. <laughs> so here we go. We're going we're to we're dissect this a little bit because been on social media today, and there's uh, safe to say there's 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 probably four camps of people. There's people blaming Crosby. There's people blaming Flickcroft. There's people blaming Flickcroft and Crosby. And there's people blaming Carol. So let's go for it. Let's start at the very top. Steve, has any of this has any of this got to lie at Carol's feet? Um depending on the I don't think it does. If the if the budget has been fair and they've wasted the budget because they haven't signed a proper striker, then I'm not you know, Carol says that Flickcroft is in charge of everything to do with football. But I don't think last night could be blamed laid at Flickcroft's feet either. You know, we were 2 0 up. So we, the fact that we've got shite strikers wasn't an issue. I think Flickcroft last night, he could be he'll be looking down and thinking, Jesus, what have I what have I done? But he doesn't make the substitutions and he doesn't and he doesn't dictate how the team played in the last twenty minutes. So no, I don't think he belongs to Carroll, really. You know, the budget is the budget. If Flickcroft if they've wasted it then that's on them. So, no, I don't think he does like Carol's feet. Tom, any of it lie with Carol for you? Not with Carol for me because of her stance at the very start that all things football are David Flitcroft. For me, currently, as we currently stand, this is a football problem. Um, so, yeah, uh, she, you can't say everything is at Davy Flickcroft's door, and then when the game gets tough, kind of say, "Right, I'm going to take that off you now, and I'm in charge of that now." Uh, so no, not not at Carol's for me. Okay, so you both mentioned it. Tom, I'll come to you first. Flickcroft, percentage-wise, how much of this blame has he he got to shoulder? Um. Oh, I mean, you have to take into consideration the whole. Um, yeah. Is it the right managerial appointment? Yeah. Um, have Have we made the right signings? Um, yes, we've made key signings and good signings in a lot of positions, 
But then we've also let ourselves down on key positions, particularly in the formation we play. Um, so I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ultimately fifty fifty um, because I think he made the appointment of Crosby. Yeah, he's in charge of the recruitment. You know, this is what's coming out of the club. He's in charge of the recruitment. He is the one who's kind of had to say so on the formation we'll play, and and that's what he wants us to play. Um, I can't blame him, obviously, for things like last night, substitutions, um, being tactically inept, inept in a sub or unaware of what... I'll be honest, mate, 2,078 people in that ground was the last night. 2,000 Vale fans could see what happened as soon as he made that sub. 2,000 Vale fans could have told you what was going to happen as soon as he made that sub. That isn't on Dave Flickcroft. Um, But in the same breath, if Andy Crosby has got better strikers, we don't have to start with five midfielders, six midfielders on the pitch every game. Stretching resources there. Um, so, yeah, uh, for me, it's 50-50. Steve, same question to uh, you, number two. I think it's more clear-cut than that. I think it's 65-35 on Flitcroft. He selected the manager. He selected somebody who, who whilst well, we all know, is a nice guy, doesn't seem to have the ruthless streak to do the job. He is the one who left a guy who doesn't seem to do the job with a strike force of Uchi Loft. He's in charge of he's in charge of recruitment. He's the person who said that don't worry, we don't need a little wing back. We've got Jack Sharrock. You know, he's the one who signed players who the likes of Conor Grant. Good as he is, he was always going. There's a good chance he's going to get injured. Last night, as I said before, he's exonerated from. That's not on him. But I think he's got to take a lot of the flat for what's going on. You know, we can big him up for Connor Ripley, the youth lads coming through, you know, um, Jason Lowe and all the all the good signings made, but he was inept in probably the most important position on the pitch. No one was asking us to sign a 25-goal season striker, just somebody half-competent. And that's on Flitcroft. Fair enough. So, so it looks like we've got three different answers there because I think it's 70-30 on Crosby. I think, like, I get the, I get the idea of we, we've set up with a philosophy and a, a way of playing, but I also think that a good manager would look at it and go, we haven't got X, Y or Z, so it needs changing this week. And that, that doesn't mean that you're deviating away from the philosophy. That just means that in this game, you, you need to make a change. And Crosby's never done that. He's shoehorned people in the same way as, as Clark did. So maybe it's who he's learned from in that sense. But with Flitcroft, I think three out of four signings have been good. We have been shafted, like you said, left wing back and up front. Crosby's got to take some of that shoulder because they, they, they've both said, and the noise coming out of the club is that both pairing has has a say. Um, but I just think that the players 
are actually good enough players. We're just not getting the best out of them. So that's got to be on Crosby. So let's let's move on to Crosby. Um, Hold on, just on that, I suppose the 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 proof with the players are good enough comes if somebody else was to come in and performances rapidly turn then, aren't they? I think that's probably a question that is better asked in six months' time, isn't it, once we've seen... Because no, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I don't think I don't I, think Crosby's going to last a season, so we'll see somebody yeah. else in charge of the players. But I, dis- I disagree with that, because I mean, you only have to look at the first 65 minutes of yesterday to, to say that these aren't bad players. They're not bad, but I mean, you've said that a couple of times. I don't think yesterday was anything like brilliant. No, but that's they're, they're, they're the third in the league for a reason, mate. They're, it's not accidental that Stephen is a third. Oh no, yeah. no, but we, I don't, I don't think we were like outstanding. I've seen us play much, much better. Yeah, but we made them look ordinary yesterday. For six, yeah, um, we, we, but we seem to have done that in all three games we've played against them. Yeah. Um, I mean, they must. I mean, they've clearly got goals, goals in them, haven't they? But I, I, I just, I just think for me, I think the group of players, we are two play, two players short of being a very good side, and by very good, I mean twelfth ish. So I, I don't think we're a million miles off, but we're we're miles off in the key areas at the minute. So. Yeah. It's it, it's a big job and it's going to take it's going to take a a big a, a big January um, from Flickcroft's article in in, in Baggers's um, newsletter. It seems like there's a backing coming. So what? My it's, it's just hard. I just can't. I, I at the minute can't separate the fact that this is all on Andy Crosby. He got me so angry last night, and it's been coming for weeks. It's been coming for weeks. This 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 sort of performance as again, and I just I don't get how we go from being, in my opinion, really good for the first sixty five minutes to being utter clueless for for thirty five forty minutes. So. Let's move on to Crosby. Steve, where where are you sitting? And don't say don't, don't say anything to the tree. No, I'm sitting in the sitting the, in the orange kitchen. tree. <laughs> no, just the kitchen with the roof. I'm sitting the in the west, kitchen. The West Wing. <laughs> no, I'm sitting on the chair. Um, he should have gone before, and oh, I guess I say think what I said to you, Perry, earlier that you know. If you're leading a company, let's take this away from like football, and your company performs well, you're gonna have a lot of people working for you. You're gonna have people who are doing a good job, and you're rightly gonna praise them. But the book stops with you. The big decisions are taken by you. It seems to me that Crosby's scared to take the bigger decisions. And we talk about like, well, God, the, the substitutions last night. Um, Ollie was got a bad knee. Alfie got a felt his hamstring. We talked about interesting. Both interested on 63 minutes. It's bollocks. They were always coming off. The sports science guys have said, he's got to come off after such long. Conor Grant the same. He's got to look at that game and think, do you know what? Those sports science guys aren't getting fired if we lose this game. He can do me another 10 minutes and just be brave enough to live and die by his own decision. I don't think he is. 
I think he'll let Flitcroft foist on two crap, two crap strikers onto him because he's not prepared to say any, any different. And he's going to end up losing his job because he's not being brave enough to, to take the big decisions. And I think that's a big thing. I don't think he's a strong enough leader. You know, and I think eventually he's sleepwalking out of his job and he should lose it, which is a sad thing to say because we always said, what a nice guy, he's what a great number two. But I don't think he's got what it takes to, to be the manager of the football club. Agree, disagree, want to add anything? Uh, yeah, pretty fair assessment for Mick. Um, I was furious with the sub last night. Um, it was so negative and defensive and it was unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Both of them lads could have played on. Both of them. But neither of them wanted to come off. Um, and it's just, it's so frustrating we, I mean, they're sitting back on a lead and then there's trying to trying to sit back for half, well, what, essentially nearly 35 minutes. If you play attack and defence in training for 35 minutes, I'm telling you now, the attack will score more than two. That was... It was, well, it was horrendous. We, be, we better got out, uh, out of our own half. We looked so negative. We made that many changes that we moved players around and almost made them uncomfortable. And it just... We completely lost everything. We just completely looked off the boil. And before the before the before their equaliser, I, I, I stood up and I went and had a drink in the bar because I just... I, I knew. I knew they were going to score. And I said, I said to my dad, I said, oh, I'm going inside. I said, I can't cope with this. And I went in, had a drink, walked back to the window, and sure enough, as I got back to the window, uh, it was it Kane Hammonds, I think, scored. Um, and I just, I couldn't, couldn't believe it at all. Um, that we, that we, he, he thought to himself that that was a good plan. You know, Tom, what you were saying before about players being out of position, we defended really well, we looked really solid, we lowered the centre of the back three. The big thing for me was moving him forward when he didn't seem to have the legs for it. And we just lost all shape. Is that where you are? Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, I mean, Jason Lowe, for me, has been our, our most comfortable defender this season. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, fucking hell. It'd be the first time you'll probably hear me say this. If they've got to come off, the right sub would have been then to drop Ben into midfield and put Uchi up top. Yeah, and that's you've hot. just and you and you've all you can do then is you've got something to aim at. If you are sitting back, because the, when we when it got to we were sitting back and we were lumping the ball forward, but it was going straight back again. We were essentially we were essentially playing against a brick wall that went up on the halfway line because it just wasn't sticking at all and. You know, you've got Ben and Ben and I think Ethan kind of went up slightly alongside him at one point, but neither of them are strikers. Neither of them know like Ben. Ben's a lot better at playing with his back to goal than probably both our strikers, to be fair. But but he also has just played every minute of every game for the past Christ knows, and we we touched on it at the start. How many games we've played? Um. Yeah, it's not very often Ben Garrity doesn't play 90 minutes. 
And he just he looked bollocks at the end of it last night because he just chased he was chasing everything and everything. And and we just seemed to not see it at all. And and we couldn't see that we needed to stretch them out a little bit. And for, for, I'm, I'm getting myself pissed off just thinking about it now, to be honest. Because said, it's not, this isn't, this isn't something, this isn't an observation that needs a UEFA A license to see. This is an observation brand. that the bloke with an eye patch down the boozer who's levered can see. Nothing against people with eye patches or people who are levered. Long John Simpson. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's right, What you said, Tom, is like, we're, the, we're sitting in the Lord Street, right? That hotbed of footballing knowledge. And everyone's, you know, everyone, everyone is saying exactly what you're saying. You know, you don't bring Loftonucci on to score, but we were two 0 up. But they, you could bring either of them on to do as you say, Tom. Stretch the game. Loft, to be fair, put himself about, ran around a bit. He was an option. Why the fuck did he leave, hang Garrity out to dry and leave him there? And everybody could see that. Like you say, Tom, you didn't be Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp. The bloke behind me in Lord Street, who's like 954, and probably dead, saw that. It, it just, it makes you so mad, doesn't it, just even thinking about it now. You know, so thanks, yeah. mate. This, 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 this therapy session is getting really well, isn't it? I don't feel like I need to get myself one of them, as uh, it shares along. <laughs> get on one of them, start telling you, I'm going to start crying in a minute. Yeah. So, so I was taking all my shoelaces out. <laughs> but so, I think I think we're I think we're all three in agreement then, aren't we? That he's not the man to go forward. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I think that's pretty safe to say, mate. Yeah. But also, Johnny, um, quickly. Yeah. The pe- he lost a lot of people last night. It was still fifty-fifty. Yeah, borderline. <laughs> Yeah, the boat, he lost the but he lost the floating voters last night. The people who were all, you know what we won on Saturday, we you know give him a chance. He basically blew up his thin bit of what's thin line of support he had left. You know, he lost he lost the <laughs> he lost the floaters so to speak last night. Well, you've got to say that it it, it was obvious that the 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 general floating fan he'd lost because there was only there was only two thousand there. Yeah. I, the, them two thousand people are. You, you've got to look at your diehard. Supporters. Yeah. Imbeciles like us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's what it is at the minute. It's it's it's, it's idiocy going go, going and expecting anything to anything to change. Well, I'll be honest. You'd be very lucky to get bloody pay, any pay on the day supporters there Saturday. Yeah. I didn't. After that, because I think I think. I think an awful lot of bloody season ticket holders will say, sod it as well. I'll go Christmas shopping this weekend. Um, see, I'm not, I'm not at that stage at the minute. That, it'd, have, it'd, it'd have to... I'd actually, I don't think... I'd, I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah, but, you know, there is there is people who will take that chance. I, I think we'll be lucky to have 4,000 home fans. And this is the point. People are voting with their feet. Um, if people aren't happy with the football, people are going to say... People are going to show it, um, and we've just well, that's what it is, isn't it? We've got to get on with it until we make a change. So here we go. 
quite like we, we we spoke about this a few weeks ago, and the general consensus on the pod was we think he's got till Middlesbrough. And whilst we don't agree with that, it was enough time for him to turn things round. There was enough games for him to turn it round and be in some decent form at that point. Yeah. He's now got two of them games left. We're just in the same space. Do you think that if a Tonkin on Saturday, which is possible, does the is that what is that what's needed, or if we have two defeats, is is that going to be enough to to put the nail in the coffin, so so to speak? Because Saturday, I think it's going to be toxic. If the first bad pass, I think it's going to be so. It's going to be so all over the place because people aren't happy, and I just I don't know how I don't know how it how it recovers from here now, and by keeping him on, I don't know what benefit that that'll have on the team because of how the fans are feeling. Yeah, I mean the. The idea of, uh, for me, the fact that it hasn't been done today suggests that he's going to get Saturday. Yeah. And I personally don't think it'll make a blind bit of difference what happens Saturday. He'll get given Tuesday. Because I don't think, uh, currently, everything's screaming to me that they haven't got a bottle to do it. Is all this sentiment that he got us to the yeah he's got us to the quarterfinals, so we've got to give him the game bollocks. No, we haven't at all, because we are sinking fast. We are sinking the the football bar. Yeah, all right. The first sixty-five minutes of last night was better. Last Saturday we got three points. The football was shite. The the all the games before that, the football's been crap. It's been rubbish. There was no intensity. The last 35 minutes of last night, nobody had a clue what they were doing. The football is crap. Why are we putting sentiment in front of the football club? Think of the buzz you could build if you if you, if you bought some. You know, if he loses Saturday, he's got to. I mean, he's got to go now for me. Why are we waiting? What are we waiting for? What that we've seen gives any indication that we're turning this around? For me, there isn't. There, there's nothing. Exactly, exactly. And I just, I, I, I personally, I can't see that allowing him to get to January. And if, if the board are worried that by sacking him, it then takes much-needed money out of the budget in January, then. You know, so be it. We need two players in January. We surely must have enough budget to be able to afford two players. And I personally, I think sometimes you've got to weigh up the options of, you know, yes, it's all well and good saying we can't go over budget X, Y, and Z. I think there's mitigating circumstances where you say, I'm going to have to take the hit on this. Otherwise, we carry on like this and we're not wanting to spend money because we're not wanting to dip into a budget that's not available we'll have a look see how much that budget's affected when you've dropped down a division 
you know, and you've got Funzo Ojo and you're in League Two and your crowds are dwindling, you're getting away crowds again of, uh, you know, 45 to 100 in nine home games out of 23. You're very rarely getting a full stand. Not even your local rivals and, well, local gaming crew will bring more than 1,500. Bradford would probably be your biggest away game. See how much your funds are dwindling then when you've got Funzo Ojo on three and a half, four grand a week. You know, players like that. We, we've got to make a decision now because it's going to start affecting the club and it's going to start, it's, it's going to, you know, it's going to hurt the future. And all that hard work, bang, it's undone. It's undone in one stupid bad season. It was nearly undone by naivety last January when we decided not to sign anyone because we thought we could limp over the line to get to the summer. And that's what we did. We crawled over that line by relying on MK, was it MK Dons? Yeah, I think so. It, and we can't afford to do that. We're in free fall already. And yeah. also, Tom, all these guys are on two-year deals, on two-year League One deals. Now, unless we've got relegation clauses in their contract, going, down, them is an, yeah, going down is an absolute financial disaster for us. And like you say, it might be that she has to speculate to accumulate to keep us up there. And it, I got a text today off, off a mate of mine called Chris saying it'd be typical of Vale to sack Crosby three weeks into the transfer window to give the new bloke no time to to, to do anything. You know, if he's going to go, he's got to go now so that whoever does come in can talk to Flitcroft and our super recruitment team and work out where they're going to lie in the transfer and what type of player they want. You can't let it hang over Christmas when the games are coming thick and fast. It's got to be done now on this whole giving the middles of a grave. Like, Chance, he's led bollocks. Why would you do it? Makes no I, sense. I think, I think, especially this time of year, what a perfect time to... Because like like Johnny said, we're on a bad side. We're just not quite sure how to do what we need to do and how oh, to, which yeah. ways and, and ways and which ways to go about it. At the start of the season, we had a bit of a bit of a bounce about us. We were we were creating chances. We were going about still the same team. So think, it does I, it I, at this time of year when you've got all these games coming thick and fast. Drop dropping someone new in the dugout might just you know he can get ideas across in between games, just one and two here and there. There doesn't need, need to be a complete change in the way we play. But also, it might just lift lift the dressing room, lift the place, because it just looks devoid at the minute. Nobody seems to know what the crack is. But then the problem is, we, uh, uh, yeah, it, it frustrates me more than anything when, obviously, you get a player interview and they say, no, 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 we're a tight-knit bunch. Well, nobody's ever going to come out and say, Christ, you should have been in that dressing room. Then it was like World War Three. We've all been hitting each other. We're all falling out with each other. It's it, We just, you know, sometimes just a change in personnel can lift the whole place. And at Christmas time, there is no better time for it because you're playing every three days. If they were falling out, that should be a bollocks. Should they actually care all this? Oh, we're, really, we're all really good friends, you know. Also, it's all very well, but you're losing every week, lads. And you're not laying a glove on the other team. It's all very well being nice to each other, doing secret Santa, you know, and sending each other nice Christmas cards. Get out there, show some leadership, some bollocks. Because we, we haven't got any. We, we haven't got anybody. Smith, he's a captain. He's in a poor run of form, you know. It's not inspiring us, is he? You know, and we need somebody to grab the game by the scruff of the neck, whether that's the manager or the players. And they're not. They're all too nice. They're all, yeah, like I say, sending each other Christmas cards, wrapping presents. It's very nice. 
we're not we don't shit off, we can't win ugly, we can't do anything. That's good, wasn't it? <laughs> for, for me, do you, know, do, you know, do you know one of the big things is, right? You, you just said, Tom, make like make the change and stuff like that. It, you've you've got the you've got the time and, and everything. You you all you've got to do is is look at it and go, we've got two lads that are in our squad at the minute whose confidence is rock bottom. And Tom, you don't rate either of them. We don't rate either of them. The majority of the fans don't rate either of them. But Uch and Loft, as strikers, are have now for two games in a row been benched for Ben Garrity, who, yes, we've all said we would have started Garrity above them, whatever, but that absolutely destroys their confidence. They're both on longer deals than till January. What does what what good does that do anybody? Like what good does that do anyone destroying them pair? You we are now in a position where are they gonna be arsed? You could you could argue that Loft looked arsed when he came on yesterday, but are they really putting hundred percent in? Like or are any of the players really that gonna be that arsed when you've got players playing out of position with players being on the bench? We got two centre-halves on the bench and Jason Lowe playing centre-half instead. And I know he's been arguably our best centre-half, but you've got Yak, a natural left-footed centre-half, and Smithy's playing there. You've got Barmer, who came with all bells and whistles on and is sat on the bench. And it's just like, you look at it and think, how low is some of the confidence? Because... Just going back to your point, sorry, quickly, can I jump in here? You, yeah. Are you saying that we should play Loftanucci so we don't destroy him because I'm, we feel sorry for him? Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is the minute that you do that as a manager and and, and destroy their confidence, you, there's no coming back from that. You, you've destroyed two lad confidences who are rock bottom anyway. There's no coming back from that. There's, so you've got to play them then. So I think, so I think performance-wise, though, they can't. You know, we had to look at different. Different yeah. options, and surely the top goal scorer going up front shouldn't really destroy. I, I, I think I, I think I could understand more if he was a centre mid, but I don't. I, for me, I don't see Ben as a centre mid. I see him as an attacking midfielder. And he scored twice. He scored twice last night. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's the wrong decision. I'm just saying. We've got a player that we've chased for 18 months, paid money for, who will be on a decent wage. Which is we've another got, story. Yeah, yeah, that's another story, but that, that's yeah. that's the truth. He's, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's not going to be on 500 quid a week, is he? Like, so, I can't imagine so. Yeah, and, we, and then we've got Ooch that, I, that turned down Wickham, apparently, to, to sign for us. So I can't imagine that was... That wasn't monetary related. So, so we've got two lads there that we're paying a good wage to that are rock bottom in confidence, arguably rock bottom in ability as a striker, but that we've absolutely, that we're now nailing by playing a centre forward there that could happily sit there for the next 18 months of their contract going, sound I am. You, whereas if they aren't on your books... You've probably got a good striker's wage there between the two of them. So whose fault's that then? Whose fault is it that them pair are sitting on our books for X amount of time? Is that Crosby's or Flitcroft's? 
I think it's both. It's Cros- Crosby and Flitcroft have both agreed to sign them. I'm not having that. Crosby not- can't say. I'm not having the fact that Crosby's happy with them pair. But he can't say otherwise, can he? He can't go on the fact and say, do you know what, all flickers? Uchi's wank. Lot's no good. I don't want him. He's got to toe the line, or he is doing. I reckon that's more on Flitcroft than Crosby. Because if he, I've said it before, if Flitcroft says to Crosby, it's either these pair or no one else, what's he going to do? You know, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Oh, I'm sorry. It's taken what? It's it's taken a month of having the pair fit, and he's gone, it's no one else. So he may as well have said that in the start, hasn't he? Because he's got yeah, to stuck yeah, there. Yeah. And look, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. You can count on one hand the people that were happy with Ryan Loft signing. Like, it's Baxman. What I'm saying, he must be stripping off. He's getting ready. As I say, Ryan Loft gets mentioned, and that's it. The dressing gown comes off. We are constantly doing that to players. We are constantly playing players. Look at Saturday, for example, right? Chizzy goes down injured. Who's, who's on that bench? Gavin Massey. Who comes on? 16-year-old Bailey De Pepper. Like, it's them sort of decisions that you look at it. Gav Massey, another one that's not going to be on 500 quid a week, who has played in that hole behind the front man this season and arguably looked decent at the start of the season. I Again, he had a good first half. Uh, yesterday. Last night, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, 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 what I'm saying is, you look at that, are you doing it for a reaction and hoping that you get that reaction like we got from Gav? Or are we doing it because Flickcroft said in the interview, some players will be moving on in January and he's one of them. So it's like, let's, let's, not, let's not risk it. And I just don't, I don't understand what's happening at the minute with the decisions that are being made. There is, there is too many decisions being made at the club that don't make sense from, from Crosby's. You look at Crosby's lineup. You look at the changes he makes in game. If he's adamant that Ollie and Alfie needed to go off yesterday, you you can move, and he had to move it around. You go, you go proper. Shit out old school, bring Kofi Barmer on at right back, for example, and just go with flat back five and go, okay, Pia Gianni's going to come up front for the next five, ten minutes. We'll bring on the centre halves and just, if you're going to do that, be horrible. But instead, is she warned three players in that just, it, it adds zero effect. And I'm just concerned about the budget, is where I'm at, is that we've, we, we, we're, we're potentially alienating three players who are going to be on good money and they they can make that decision then. They don't have to leave. And that that's my that's that's my big worry. Loft's going nowhere, let's be honest. He's not going nowhere in January. Ooch ain't going anywhere in January. He's got at least six months, and I think we had the clause in our in our favour in the summer. So like <laughs> what what do you do then if all three of them go were staying? That's that's a big chunk of the budget, and that is on the people who signed them. And that has to be the director of football. It does, but when you've got them, you've surely got to use them players. 
So you, you, you can't just keep Tom, using them if they bang out of form and not performing, though. I agree with Tom. You can't play them because the crowd, they're not. They're, he's, he had to put Garage up for because their pair have been so bad. You can't just keep playing them because we've got him. That's that would be foolhardy. I agree with what you're saying. We are destroying them, and they must look at Garrity up front, saying, "But he is he is our top goal goal scorer. He is our most likely player to score a goal." Then has, he started, has he started up there three games now? Yeah, three games. Got goal and an assist. Two goals. Two goals, goals two goals and an assist. Yeah. Well, then Peck and Bind all season. <laughs> not bad returning three games. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I'm not against him going up there, but what, what, what worries me is just that we know that professional footballers are divas. Yeah, I was going to say personally, personally, there for me, you've got to be saying to the other lads out, well, you've got to grow, you know, you've got to grow up, uh, lads, and buckle, knuckle down here and start putting the performances in. There's no point standing there bitching and whining. I could understand, yeah, if you, you know, if if you've hit a bad run of form, but you're still on eight, nine goals already this season, then yeah, fair enough, I could probably understand you having a little bit of a bitch and a moan. But when you both played 10 games of football and struggled to score, I mean, obviously, I know the Bagsman's got one last night. Um, what a finish that was as well, Tom. It was a, I'll tell you what, first touch, unbelievable. And if you listen to Andy Crosby's interview, a delightful chip, he would see from some sort over the goalkeeper. Not the 88 deflections it took on the way in. But... Um, that was... We were, that was really insulting. Well, Crosby, Crosby's tr- trying to mug us off doing that. If he genuinely thinks that's a great, great maybe he didn't see it, give the bear the doubt. But he's I, say, I don't think he will have seen it back by the time he's interviewed. Yeah. So yeah, I had an inkling it had got a deflection, but it was hard to tell. And if I he, was bang in line with it. Yeah, it looked obviously got a deflection wide, but if he's got, yeah, if we give him the bear the doubt, he didn't know it got a deflection, and he thinks Loft dinked it over, dinked it over the keeper. You know, then fair dues. But if he's genuinely trying to trying to convince us that that's a great finish because it's good for Ryan Lost confidence, then that's insulting him. That's insulting us as fans in our eyes because that was not a great finish. Yeah, took me off in a different direction there, didn't you? Can't remember <laughs> what my ten- can't remember what my point was there. But it was a good one, Tom. It was a good point. You made. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me on the bench, will you? <laughs> I, I do, I do, I do. Wait. Originally, what you were saying, I, I get. Like they, they've, they've got a, they've now got a step up. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, you know, you can't, you can't sit there and say, well, we're the only two strikers who are available at the club, so you must play one of us two. If you've got somebody else who's going to then go up there, do just as much as you are, and provide goals and assists. Yeah, I get that. I just think that you. It's the it's the way that, that it goes about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but to be fair, we don't know what the situation is. He could have sat the boys down and said, "Look, oh, lads, I'm going with Ben this week because I you need to start. I need to start getting a return because we're only creating four chances a game. I can't afford to from both to fall to you pair. <laughs> you know, I need someone. I need someone who scores one in four, and that's Ben." I hope he hasn't said that because that. <laughs> I mean, talk about dead in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just give they hung the boots up. So what would you do, Johnny? Then you've you've gone on. You're now you're going to say, look, we've we destroyed of these players with for eighteen months. So where would you play up front? Well, last night, who would you have played up front? I'd play Garrity because they're both shit. But right. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the manager that's got to look at the bigger picture in the longer run. So. 
if he's had that conversation with him, which no doubt he has, we, we spoke about earlier in the season, the Tom Conlon situation, for example. So no doubt he's had that conversation. But I don't see how that conversation goes any other way than Ryan Loft going sound. I don't see how it's kick up the arse for him. I don't see how like it's kick up the arse for Ooch. I, I don't I don't think it has that desired effect. You know when Mickey Adams transfer listed every fucker? Yeah. I don't I don't think them being dropped for Ben Garrity would have the same effect. I think football's changed and that sort of thing now, there is likely going, fine, pay me and I'll just do the bare minimum as they are to to turn around and go, right, that's a catalyst for change. But don't we have don't we have big recruitment drives in finding out people's personalities personalities. I don't think we're better than that, Johnny. I would hope that there is still maybe I'm like maybe I'm naive and a bit of a dream, but I would hope they'll that their pair will take if that was me, you know, in, in my job or whatever it was. And I, I'd be fucking, I'd be doubling down, giving it everything I got, just proving, proving wrong. And I hope they're like that. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I hope you're wrong. I'll be honest. Like, nothing, nothing says the pair of them. They don't have as many clubs as they both had. If every time they don't get picked, they down tools. Because I imagine they've been dropped to every club they have because the goal records are shot everywhere they've been. Um. So I'm getting a lot of averages. I'm getting a lot of averages here. Um, but they, they they don't scream the kind of people who would down. I mean, like you said, Steve, you pointed to it earlier. The attitude of Lofty when he came on last night was brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Um, you know, Ooch, the one thing you you can never really fault with the lad is is his endeavour and his what his want to do well. He, you know, I you do, I'm not putting footballing ability into that bracket. That isn't. You know, I'm looking at a willingness to chase the ball down, throw your body in the way, get involved, get stuck in. They both will try that. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, the footballing ability comes in later in the day, doesn't it? But nobody says you can never you can never accuse someone of downing tools though, just because they're not good enough. I I agree hundred percent with that. I don't think lost down tools at all. Whether whether he's good enough, he's going to bag for fun now, mate. Yeah, it's like like you say. I I think you know. I think lost attitude last night was spot on. He came on with a point to prove whether he's good enough to do that and his goal scoring record all that is a different argument. But I don't think you can level at them that they're just gonna gonna phone it in and just sit it out. I think yeah. it hope better than that. Fair enough. <laughs> By the way, Johnny, I don't know if you've seen, but someone put on Twitter they're going to count the amount of times you say fair enough tonight. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take that on board. Fair enough. I can't, fair enough. <laughs> I can't remember who said it. Let me just have a look. Uh, oh, Drive Driver Slice. I don't know who that is. I hope that's not his name. Dee Beresford. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a Johnny fair enough counter? I can't be the only one to notice. He's hanging out to dry here, Johnny. I wouldn't have that. Um, oh, also, vlogs have followed me. Oh, and, and, and Oliver R. Blaster. Oh. Careful what I say now. You, you just made drop there. <laughs> The past hour, he's just been waiting for his chance. So yeah, oh, yeah, Blaster follows me. I'll be honest, it threw, threw me off guard at first. Well, Ollie, as you now call him, 
uh, I think you'll find it's Arby. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey with Crossy. <laughs> Whiskey with Crossy. And uh, just, you know, general kickabout with Arby. Twitter friends with Arby. I don't think I don't think Crosby will want to sit down with me for a whiskey hour after the last couple of podcasts. I'll be honest. That, that's, that's, that's definitely an accident, accidental press into you from from our blaster. And now, do you reckon it's just been having a little stalk of me? See what I've been saying? Yeah. He's typed in PVFC. His computer's yeah. froze and he's clicked three times, and all of a sudden he's he's DM me with what's up, sexy or something. <laughs> <laughs> He, he hasn't DM'd me that before anybody gets. Always <laughs> oh, tweeting out pictures of cars. I'm glad you said cars because that's not what I thought you were going to. Do you not know, remember when Les got dead that? Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I yeah. thought it was going to be another word beginning with C that tends to be of, of an image when it slides into someone's DMs. <laughs> cats, Tom. Cats. Cats. Yes, obviously. We know the man love for cats with uh, Big James Wilson. <laughs> he's looking for him I'm not here little bastard's not in here <laughs> probably clawing all my furniture um, but we have we have digressed haven't we sorry we have Johnny that all come from Johnny saying fair enough yeah, yeah. yeah get us back on track Johnny fucking hell this is what happens when Bezzer doesn't come on I know yeah it absolutely happens when Bezzer's on <laughs> People rave about him in his kite jokes. Right, let's go. Let, let's let's talk about last night. Let's get into the players and stuff, Steve. Come on. Right. Okay. We're, basically, I'm going to do Bez's job very badly, and I'm going to we're going to rattle through because we've all got to go to bed. So we're just going to give everyone a four. So Johnny, start with Conor Ripley. Um. Yeah, Conor Ripley. Decent performance. Could he have saved? Could he have saved any of the goals? I don't, I don't, no, I don't think so. I'm just trying, trying to remember now what happened. Well, yeah, no, six for Ripley. I think usual self, commanding, decent decent with his kicks and stuff like that. I just unfortunate that the penalty king didn't save a penalty. Is Yeah, and they were good penalties as well. And there was a couple of his kicks. There was one which was Edison-esque. Uh, I forget, I think it was in the second half. When it, when it when he pinged it left to right, but yeah, I, you know, Ripley, he was let down by his defence for the goals. First one was a good strike. The second two was just rank bad defending. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna move on, and I'm not sure Tom. Well, just before we move on, he's probably got to get an extra mark for the shit house of throwing the the keeper's bottle into the crowd in, into the bar card, hasn't he? Yeah, that was legendary. That was right near where we were sitting and. Um, we were what we watched him do what my mate Dave did, and the keepers there keepers just looking for his bottle, and he was probably spitting the toys at toys out of his pram. And my brother said, my brother said to me, "God, this better work now. He's going to look a bit of a knob." So yeah, but it was good stuff by Ripley. He's not at fault for anything. Now to be honest, I'm getting a bit fed up, Tom, even even his voice. So we'll miss him out for a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, Johnny? You can. I'm going to give you smudgy because I know you want to get into this one. Uh, the problem with Nate is yesterday was his wheelhouse. I mean, like when you say to me, "What, what, what's Nathan Smith's strengths?" It's adding, adding the ball and kicking fuck out of it. That and yesterday was his wheelhouse. That last, that last 
20 10, 10 15 minutes whatever it was that's that's up nathan street he sh- that should be i've seen carl piagiani come up front here i'm going to take carl piagiani and i'm going to have the whale of a time now because we're going to have a bit of a battle but it's not going to be pretty but instead piagiani's bringing the ball down caressing it to strikers and the scoring goals it's just i just feel like with smithy that when he's when we when we play badly, and he's in bad form, his form is catastrophic. And if we if that's if that's Jakovici playing like that this season, Bale fans are asking for asking for him to be dropped. But Smith is credit in the bank in terms of all his previous good performances. If you, you if you apply that logic to Andy Crosby. He deserves the Middlesbrough game. Yeah? Yeah. So, why do we apply it to Smith, but not Crosby? Is Smith's credit in the bank, is he is he about to go overdrawn? Is he, is he using it up fast? For me, he's, he's been overdrawn for weeks. He hasn't, he hasn't been good enough for a while. And his, his drop in form has coincided with ours. So, that might, it's not all on Smithy, but... He looks better when Lowe's in there. He looks a million times better when Lowe's with him because Lowe marshals it, dictates. He's always looked better with with a seasoned professional next to him. Some of his best, some of his best games were when Leon Legg was next to yeah. him, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Some of his worst games were when early Remy Street was next to him or Ryan Innes. When, Two experienced defenders, once yeah. yeah. And, and that's, so, so for me, like, He's now what twenty seven? Is he with four hundred odd appearances under his belt? He's got to take some responsibility for this. He's the captain of the football club. He's got to start taking some responsibility. And he just at no point does it look like he's mate. He's stepping up, and he might be good in the dressing room. Do you know what I mean? He might lift spirits and all that crap. But someone's got to give with him. And I still think that if you're telling me that you can bench Loftonooch. And get a good response from him by playing Garrity. You could take the arm brand off Smithy to say, "Look, we're going to take this. We're going to take this off you for a couple of games, just while you get your form back. You you concentrate on you, and then we'll 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 come to we'll have that discussion in three or four when you've had three or four good games in a row. We'll have that discussion again of do you want it back? Because I think he needs to concentrate on him. He needs to look after himself here, and he can't do that as captain. So yesterday. It was a four. It was a poor performance from him again. He shit out of the battle with Pierre Johnny. He lost his man for the third goal, which meant that it was passed on to Lowe, and then Lowe went and lost it. And it was just a game, like I said at the start, a game that he should have flourished in. He, he caved. And I honestly think if that's Jacobetti playing like that, or Barmer, or Lowe, or Deborah. People don't want to see him on Saturday. What? Yeah. Cass has been battered if he plays like that. Well, Cass has gone, hasn't he? Cass disappeared. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, if, if it's anyone but Nathan Smith doing that performance last night, he, he, he's he gone. He's out. But, like I say, I don't want him dropped. I'm not saying he must be dropped. I think, I think the captaincy needs to be taken off him for his sake. 
and not strip him. And and this is the thing, I, I, like I just said, I don't want him stripped to the captaincy. I don't want him to say, you are not our captain anymore. I just want the conversation of, you need, you need, you need to find your form. And Smithy's a sort of player you can play through it and play through a bad spell. But I just don't think he can while he's got that pressure. We said it, I said, well, I said it when he was given captaincy, that some of his worst games in a veil shirt have been with that armband on. He then started proving us wrong at the start of this campaign because he looked like he was growing into a captain. But he's just skulked back into that old not dealing with the pressure. So, so Smith is just really angering me at the minute. And the fact that, like I've just said to you, Steve, that Crosby's from from you pair, you've both said that Crosby doesn't get the credit in the bank to get the middles for a game because he's got you there. Smithy shouldn't be having the credit in the bank to say he's fine to play because he's had tangled games previously because just your centre-half can't keep doing that. Okay, and we okay. Tom is now a stone writer. Um, <laughs> the internet went. Yeah, Tom, Tom's internet internet went down. Luckily, we couldn't see him on the ball camera. Shit, we're just talking about Smithy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was eating before, aren't they? I'm saying it's uh, all those scones. It's stodgy up. <laughs> 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 Cheers, cheers to that, boys. Thank you, shit. Cheers, Tom. Nathan Smith, come on, get on with it. Um, yeah, he probably needs a bit of time out, Smithy. Um, however, some of our worst defensive performances have probably come when he's not played, um, like Bolton away. And I know it was obviously only the. Bristol Street Trophy, whatever it is, but we looked absolutely clueless at the back. And that was Yak, Kofi and uh, Debbie. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer... Because I've seen Smithy play himself back in form before. I know he can do it. We know he can do it. We've seen it before. Um, and... And and Tom, that's that that's the exact reason why I say the armband needs to go. I don't know. I I don't know. Well, I mean, we've just had a whole conversation about battering people's confidence. I don't know how well that the armband being taken, not taken off you permanently, but I don't know how you go. I mean, what does he do? Play himself back into form? You give him the armband, and then what happens if he regresses <laughs> again? Do you then have the conversation of taking it off in full time? I don't know. Well, I, th- I, th- um, I think you're giving him the chance. Then you're giving him you're giving him a, a target to say, look, you need to get yourself back into form. Let's let's. To be fair, as well, though, there is a big. I mean, captain is more than just that ninety minutes on the pitch, isn't it? It's. Um, I understand. I appreciate that the main slog is that ninety minutes on the pitch, but I don't know. Yeah, but I can't, I'm, not, like, I'm not entirely convinced by taking the armband off him, but I would possibly look at the weekend, maybe leaving him out. Resting him, yeah. Okay. Leaving him out. Fuck the resting. Leave him out. He hasn't been good enough, so. Try to get a response. Sticking with you, Tom. And we're going to, Do Jason Lowe in two hours, Tom. Do the Jason Lowe play centre-back, and then do the Jason Lowe 
inexplicably ended up playing all the midfield. Uh, Jason Lowe, centre-back. Um, rapidly becoming one of my favourite players. Uh, he's calm. Uh, he is an organiser. And he's also, he's not just an organiser defensively. The amount of times you see him telling him telling people where the ball's supposed to be going, as if to say, almost like a relay of whatever the tactics are, that's what we're doing, that's, you know, um, he's always willing to have the ball, never looks frightened on the ball, which is, which is nice, we've not had that really. Um, but, I mean, from centre-back, he very rarely gives the ball away. Um, so, yeah, for, for, for me... Centre half last night, he looked comfortable. He looked like he'd never been troubled. Uh, and then we made the switch to centre midfield, and he looked like that was the first time he'd ever played further forward than defence because he looked like a fish out of water. Um, all of a sudden, it seemed to catch up on him legs wise. He looked like he tired very quickly. Um, their first goal, uh, the guy kind of just ran off him. He was turning and, the piano. And he was, I mean, he was he was chasing him, but there was really it was it was almost it was more touch rugby than it was trying to put a tackle in. He was just running alongside him. Um Shades, Tom, shades of Peter Reed chasing Maradona in nineteen eighty six in the World Cup. Was that your fortieth birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. And it was just but then I, I, part of me kind of says that we, we've taken almost solid centre-back out when we're 2-0 up to then put him further forward where he hasn't really got the legs for every time he's played there, bar 10, 15 minutes at Blackpool. But he'd come on then. Yeah, but he came off the bench then, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, just, he doesn't do it for me in midfield at all. If 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 I was going to say of what I've seen him in midfield so far, I'd be he'd be one on my list of people to get rid of in January to see if we can get out on loan. But having seen him at centre centre back, he's one of the first names on my team sheet. So it's just completely suicidal from me that we've decided to move him about, completely restructure the whole thing, just so we can bring more defensive players on. Yeah, I mean, before we go on to you, Johnny, I agree 2,000% with what you've just said, Tom. You might as well be me, but you put it better. Johnny, Jason Lowe. The only, the only other thing I'd say about Lowe is that he, he as, as a player of his age, he shouldn't be switching off for that third goal. He shouldn't be switching off for that third goal. And I know that Smithy's gone out to try and block the shot. It was Smithy's man, but he shouldn't be switching off for that third goal. That is in a defensive position. That doesn't matter that he's played further forward. He shouldn't be switching off for that. So he's got to take a bit of flat for that. Um, but everything else Tom said, yeah, I agree with. I just add that you, you, you look at our defence as a whole at the minute, there's an argument for all of them to be dropped, and there's you. We we look like we've got to play three, and at the minute, Lowe and Deborah would be clear on them too. And then you've got 
Kauf, Smith and Yak for, and maybe Dan Jones soon enough for the other one. So something's got to change and so, something's got to change quickly. Yeah, okay. Sticking with you, Johnny. His name is Deborah. It means nothing to you. Jesse Deborah. Yeah, good, goodbye, Jesse, again. Solid. Um, I don't think I'll give... Yeah, I give Smith four. Low, low, got, a, low got a six. Wood Vanaya. Um, that's just so Matt doesn't shout at me. Um, Deborah, six again for Debs. Was a bit weak in the air for the second goal. Um, he was out jumped by Piedriani at that point, and when you're six foot four, you shouldn't really be be, be being out jumped by anyone. Um, but he was. But apart from that, I don't think he really put a foot wrong all night. What really did piss me off about him, and someone I can't remember who it was. It might have been Phil, actually, that said it. Um, Right, right at the end of the game, we had a throw-in by the corner flag, and he must have taken twenty-five minutes to take it. It was that long, and it was just so frustrating at that point that, like, we're just we're wasting time at three all. Like, I much would I much would have preferred as going to see the fourth at that point by going for it than go and lose on penalties. I know that's hindsight. Because if you go and win on penalties, it's like, well done, Jesse. You've done brilliantly there. But it was just pissing me off. It was just like, I didn't get why we took so long to take it, other than we were happy with penalties. And maybe that was the game plan of, if we can shift a draw out of here, we've done well. I really hope not. Tom, Deborah. Uh, I, I like Jesse. I really like him. Um, but he's just... The only the only thing that panics me with him is he's and I've, I've said it on every podcast I think I've been on since he's played. He's reactive, not proactive. Um, yeah, it, it's just frustrating. Yeah. But, and and I understand he knows he can get away with it because he's quick. Um, but uh, I didn't think he did. You know, I didn't think he did too badly last night. Um. Of what really I can remember of him. Did you give him a mark, Johnny Deborah? Yeah, six. One thing that did really tits me off about him is why did he have a shot with his left foot from twenty-five yards out? <laughs> yeah, after 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 he burst through into the, yeah, yeah. burst forward. Yeah. Okay, Tom, we're sticking with you. We're going to go over to the side. Tom Sang. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you get was it. 90 minutes of Sangi at right side and half an hour of Sangi at left side as well. And I thought he was equally just as good um, either side. He's he's becoming a bit steady Eddie for me at the minute, Sangi, uh, which isn't a bad thing. You know, he's, he's kind of settled down to it. There's not so much um, of a fluctuation between his performances. Um, you know, he got the assist for Lofty's goal, um, which, to be fair, if you watch it back, um, that's off to Sang because he probably could have tried to play it and on about three or four occasions before um, but he actually just waited and waited and waited and then the space the space almost opened itself up for Loft um, so yeah, credit to Sangi there he timed that pass really well I yeah. didn't know that until you said it was, it was 
you know, it was the right pass at the right time. Johnny Sang? Uh, for me, it was a game of two halves for him. I thought left wing back first half, he was quiet. I thought a lot a lot went down Massey's side, and rightfully so, because Massey had Dan Butler on toast. Um, and Sang was playing more as a orthodox left back than a left wing back. And then second half in, in the change, he, he kind of did what Massey did, but from a little bit deeper. And then when Lomax came on, he went back to left wing back and we 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 saw a bit more of a, a free roll from him because he did he did pop up as Tom's just said and managed to get an assist on the wrong side, I think it was, where where he was coming from. So um yeah, decent performance. Six for six for Sang, it was it was all right, but um I just think I just still hate every time he takes a corner. And it doesn't happen now, but Phil Phil came and sat with the second half, Steve, and like he was just proper giggling every time we got a corner because he knew what was going to happen. I just can't stand them. Like, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair play to Matt. Fair play to Phil. A man of his responsibility shouldn't, shouldn't be giggling like that. Should be, yeah. should be, should be, should be better than that. So we're going to move on to Funzo Ojo. And before we do, Johnny, you're starting again. And let's just talk about the two pre-assist assists, as they call these days, don't they? Those two passes for the goals. Let, let's talk about them. That that ball out to Massey, that it, it, it was wonderful. It was everything you want from a centre midfielder and then some. It, it was just, it was top quality. And again, we lost that in the second half. It, that, that kind of disappeared a little bit from... I say from the second half, that last 60 when he was given what felt like a, a, another role. Um, but yeah, funds is funds. We, we, we're consistently getting good performances from him. We're consistently getting him chipping in offensively and defensively. You saw yesterday, he, he tried, he had that break down the left-hand side where he waited and waited and got a shot away and got we won a corner from it. And he's just a quality player. He, he's just he uses class and he never he never seems to he never he never seems to break sweat. Yeah, I, just, I think he's so good. And last night you say that the, the two passes out before before the final pass to show the quality he's got in his locker. So Funzo's one of three or four that can really really come out with a lot of credit from yesterday and can hold their hands or can hold their head up high. Um, you got, got more for him? Yeah, it's seven funds. Tom, anything you want to add? No, uh, not really. It was um, like Johnny said, the two the two long balls were were almost perfect. Um, almost not seen that side of his game an awful lot this season. Um, the the long passing and, and kind of hoping that that's something maybe we've looked at. And thought, can we get players away a little bit quicker? Because we've almost got two players in decent areas, almost pretty much the same area, the pair of them, and we've scored off both of them. Um, so hopefully, you know, we've kind of thought to ourselves, oh, actually, we do need to come up with a different tactic of going forward. Maybe this is a way of doing it. I think that 
So Tom's sticking with you, and you can talk about Oli Arblaster for 63 minutes before he hurt his knee and had to come off. <laughs> well, he follows me now on Twitter, so I'm going to have to be careful. <laughs> uh, nah, sorry. Um, no, uh, it was good Good last night, Oli. Um, felt Orby. a little... Arby, sorry, yeah. Uh, felt a little bit more like the Oli that we've, that we've known. Um, I thought he was dictating the play. Uh, he was he was all around the place. He was throwing, not throwing himself in, but he certainly he he does his fair share of chasing down, and you know he'll leave a, he'll leave a leg in and get stuck in. And I imagine he's a bit of a horrible bastard to play against because I imagine if you do wind him up, he will be like a child, like a child, and just bitch and moan and kick you and. And all the rest of it, um, but no, I was, I was, I, I'll be honest, furious when he went off. So um, that says that says a lot. Um, Couldn't play him with that knee injury, Tom. You know that. Well, yeah, he could walk all right. He could walk all right and didn't know he was coming off. So, um, yeah, fr- frustrating that he went off, but that's not on Ollie. So. Yep. Yeah, it'd be it'd be uh, be a seven for Ollie for me last night. Johnny, Ollie, the blaster, Arby, what do you want to call him? Um, I, I'm going to stick with Ollie. If that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I, I know him to the same level as Tom to start giving him nicknames. <laughs> but what I will say is, like Tom's just said, he's not scared to get stuck in. The little gingerness in him comes out sometimes, doesn't it? Because he's put him on. In that in that second half, was it? When we're shooting towards the bike, first off, he put in an absolute horrible challenge where he raked down the back of their lad, and luckily it was behind the referee, and the referee just probably heard the noise and gave a free kick just because he was like, actually, some, some something's happened here. Like he, he he's got to be careful with, with with that sort of thing. But overall, look, quality player. Absolutely quality player. Plays plays the game how you want to be played. He's confident on the ball. A couple of times he picked the ball up in the midfield and just fakes to go one way and just rolls the other way. And it's just he makes football look easy. He's the sort of player you look at to go, I could be a footballer. It's dead easy when you watch him play. But he works so hard for the team. And yeah, Tom, you're right, seven for me as well. He's Again, that 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 pesky knee injury, Steve. Yeah, let's move on to uh, Ronaldo on the right hand side. Gav Massey, before he turned, I thought he was fantastic for forty five minutes last night before his hamstring went. <laughs> one of his one of his better one of his best games in that position for Vale. Johnny, my man of the match. Yes, my man of the match. Gav was. Yeah, was was phenomenal for forty five minutes. I thought it was an absolute fucking travesty that we took him off. Crosby says oh, it's... Hamstring gone. Grade one tear. But it says it's his calf, didn't he? Like, and I'm... Unless, he, unless, that, fucker, unless that fucker's hanging off. Like, I just... I, I don't want to play someone into the ground so that, so that they, they get injured. But, like, he wasn't playing like a man. And that first off, he was not playing like a man that's calf was hurting him. I reckon it was a bit tight, and we've gone. Oh, we better not take the risk here. We, we, we've got a game Saturday, so I, think, I felt for Gav. 
like I say, his best game in a Vale shirt for me. And if we could see that every week, he'd be pushing to start at right wing back. Three-year deal. Tom, Gav. Yeah, uh, agree with Johnny. Um, the ball, I, I, I was still a little bit nervous with the ball across for Ben's goal. I did, did panic that he would bugger it up. But um, pretty much, yeah. you know, put it really, really in the right area, enough pace on it to get to Ben. Um, I thought he was causing them all sorts of problems. Um, and yeah, probably his best game that I've seen him have this season. Yeah, I think he was brilliant. And now moving on to um, the football statisticians, statisticians, easy for me to say, Vale player of the season, Ethan Chislett, Tom. Chizzy. Uh Another another huff and puff game from Chizzy. Um, a lot of running, no real end products. Didn't really. Uh, didn't, uh, he didn't get on the ball as much as I liked. Um, for me, and I, uh, that this just see, I see him like I'm saying the same thing about Chizzy every game at the minute, and it's just flattered to deceive. The problem is, we are saying the same thing about it, but that's because we get the same performance about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it's it's not a it's it's not you're saying the same thing for this for saying it for sake either. It's we're seeing the same thing. Yeah, but Chislett, at the start of the season when he was scoring and creating, it, we all said that he'd go through spells like this where nothing was coming off for him. And he's just going through that spell, but I would say he. He didn't dial it in last night. He put he put the effort in for me, and he goes down ridiculously easy though. He needs to knock that on the head. But yeah, the, the the pretending to be injured and stuff like that is bloody frustrating. Yeah, it's two or three what? times a day a game, not a day. Yeah. It might be a day. He might do it in training as well. <laughs> when, he, when he goes home, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just hits the deck in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's frustrating the going down and holding his legs or whatever, then getting back up and running straight off, and it's uh, drives me insane. Mark for Chizzy, Johnny. Yeah, if, a five for Chizzy. I thought no, no lack of effort, but lack of end product. So we we've lost we've lost the Chizzy from earlier in the season that I've have a dabble or was whipping balls in. From from set plays wide and stuff like that, so we 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 just need to find that again and give him that confidence to go and do it. Yeah, so. I think yeah, I think you're right. Now moving on, Johnny, you're sticking with you. This is an interesting one for me because I thought you had a good game, Alfie Divine. Yeah, shame his hamstrings for falling off. Yeah, it's that terrible. It's just he was he was good, wasn't he? He was. He showed he showed pace that we've not seen from him when that ball was clipped over the top to go and beat his man. He showed strength. He showed intelligence to pull it back. But all through the game, he was comfortable. He was getting involved. He was putting tackles in. He was being an outlet. And he's been everything you want from that man behind. So brilliant by him. Brilliant by him. Um, real good performance. But I get managing minutes and stuff like that when when they've just come back from a serious injury, but I'd I'd just be asking the question about could he have could he have done another 20, 15 minutes? I'm not saying go all the way through till the end. It's it's fifteen minutes. 
but yeah, obviously I mean, not. Very unfortunate. Even though they had to come off at exactly the same time, wasn't it, Tom? When they're injured, uh, Alfie. Uh, Alfie was Alfie was my man of the match last night. Um, I agree with that. I, I thought he was brilliant. Uh, the timing of his run for the second goal was fantastic because you know there's you got to give the praise to Fonzo for for the ball and for how quickly he actually played the ball. Um, but credit as well to Alfie for because he was almost he was the wrong side of his man, but realised that there was somebody deeper. I think it was their right back who was playing him on. Um, so he almost saw him and and hung on 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 him. Um, to keep himself on side, which was brilliant. And then the the little bit of quality to not automatically try and find Chessie at the back stick as soon as he got the ball down, because I think that was the ball that was on, but it was it was a very, very tight foot race between Chessie and the defender. And I'll be honest, I'd have probably fancied the defender to have dealt with it more than I think Chessie would have chucked himself in at something. Um, so to almost have that extra touch and allow that little space to open up where he could cut it back to Ben was uh, was fantastic from him. So yeah, and uh, you know a big a big celebration with the with the Hamill from him as well, which almost looked like a bit of a relief celebration that he was, you know, getting involved in Vale scoring goals, which is obviously what he wants. Okay, so we're moving on to, to Vale. We played thirty-one games. He's got nine goals this season, so that's one and three for a striker, which is pretty decent at this level. Bale's number nine. <laughs> Tom, Ben Garrity. Um, do you know what? Both his goals last night, both poachers finishes, really. Ten yards out, one get on the end of a cross and put it in, the other one, ball cut back to you, touch, touch it wide, I'll be honest. He did look like he caught the second one quite as cleanly as he would have liked to. It looked like it crept in the, the, the space between the post and the defender's leg. Um, but yeah, no, getting in the positions. Um, another good game from Ben last night. He's He, he, he is our best striker. There is, as far as I'm concerned, at the minute, Ben Garrity is a striker. Um, you know, he's got, he's got nine goals. Uh, I don't know how many assists he's got. Be interesting one to see, um, but he's also got that pace as well, hasn't he? And he's, he, he you know, he's going to hassle centre halves. Um, you know, he's going to cause problems. So uh, yeah, uh, I, I'll probably go. I'll, I'll go a seven because you know his goals. Yes, yeah, he has scored twice, but they, they are two relatively comfortable finishes. But I'm glad he was in the possessions to score them. So. Johnny? Yeah. It, it was. It was two poachers finishes. The, the first one especially was a major poachers finish. Um, the second one, I thought he was going to... I didn't know if he was ever going to get it under control, but when he did, he's put it in the bottom corner. So, you've, you've got to say, you've got to say well done for them both, haven't you? Um, what I will say is, you, you know what you get from him. You always get 100% from him. You're always getting the sort of player that you'd love to be in the trenches with. And you know if you run past him and say, oh, Ben, can you track back for me? He'll go and do it because he loves running. What he probably needs to do is if he's going to play up front, 
for the next few weeks is is learn a bit more about when to do that running so he's not absolutely shattered by by 80 minutes but also it's a thankless task when you're up there on your own sometimes and you you can, you, you can look at it in, in two ways, can't you? If he doesn't do all that running, you're giving them a free reign to start passing and building. If he does it all, he's got to be supported by his mates. So, yeah, but Ben, he's doing what you want from him. He's, like you say, he's got he's getting goals. He's getting in the positions. He's <coughs> looking like an asset to the team, like we know he is. Um, and, yeah, we just, for his sake... We 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 need to we need to get him in his his position because I think in the long run in playing up front it will come unstuck at some point. Um, not through not not through effort. It'll just be you, you'll come up against better centre halves, and we're going to come up against better centre halves in the next few weeks. And it it, it needs that something different from a striker. So. We'll, we'll see, but yeah, last last night really good. He, he dealt with Piagiani really well. He he found that little gap. He was almost as the kids say a false nine, not a proper striker. So was getting in into that second six yard box as they like to call it now. Um, I've been watching. See, I've been watching um, TNT Sports. Michael Owens rubbing off on me here. Um, I'm sorry. What's he doing? He's he's rubbing off on. Me. <laughs> Don't be saying don't be saying stuff like that again about my clone. He's brave. That boy is brave. He, he's, he's picked his apple up and threw it into the bin when his oh, oh god. I haven't I haven't had a chance to watch it. I have I can't bring myself he bores the living daylights out of me. You need to, you need to watch it because that, that man's brave. He, I mean, he, was, he was never gonna be a brown presenter after watching Michael Owen's soccer skills. <laughs> That was a travesty. <laughs> Maybe really street football was better, wasn't it? <laughs> rolling, rolling the ball. Yeah, Mark Lowe's soccer school, school skills had, uh, had Neville Southall on, and that was... Yeah, I mean, that's that's quality. Well done, he's 13. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, Mark Lowe just come back from the World Cup 1998 and banging, banging goals past Jamie, the goalkeeper, wasn't he? Yeah. At the Brit- Neville, it, for some reason as well. Brit- yeah. yeah speaking been... of destroying keeping, speaking of destroying confidence, is that keeper never played again? Did he after that? A bit like oops, had lost. So that's I the uh, not, first, yeah. yeah, that's the first team done. Connor Grant uh, did play forty-five minutes, which was longer than he should have played because of um, the sports scientist said he could only do fifteen. So we'll just anything I want to say about Grant and any other subs who didn't cover themselves in glory, if we're honest. Nope. Lofty, maybe. Well, well. I, I thought with Grant. Grant looked all right when he came on. He, he adds that balance, that natural left-footed balance to the squad. I just think that we didn't... What we were doing first off is we were getting it out, 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 and Massey was playing as a winger, so we, we had that out ball every time. When when Grant come on, neither him or Sang were doing it, so there wasn't that out ball every time. Um, so it had to change slightly. And I think we did shoot yourself in the foot a little bit there by changing we that. Sat the, we sat in the, they both in the second half, the wing-back started. In the first half, they were incredibly high. Massey yeah. was on the halfway line on our side. In the second half, they were very, very passive, both sides. Yeah, and, and, that, and that, that, was, that was slightly frustrating. Um, 
Reese Walters again. He's now had two bad games on the trot after having six good ones. So I think he's he, he, this is this is the welcome to professional football that every every player goes through. Every young lad has these rites of passage, don't they? Um, probably from 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 my perspective, he wasn't the right sub to make on the night. Um, you want you you want a bit of grit and experience at that stage. Um, but yeah, Walters was great. Lofty, credit to him. Um, took his goal well until the actual finish. Like good movement. He was he was busy. He had good first touch and then kind of scuffed the shot. And luckily he did because it took the deflection in over the keeper. Um, and yeah, like Lomax, some good passing from Ben Lomax, but. Some real naivety and could have, could have, could have cost us. Uh, but again, you throw in a kid on in them situations. So what do you expect? And did we make anyone else? No, and that was all of them. Wasn't it because Grant went off for Lomax. Yeah, unless I missed someone, and then if I missed someone, they must have been really shit. Like yeah, you Oh. Yeah, I said lofty. Yakovetti. Yeah. Like 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 I said, if I missed him, he must have been really shit. Yeah. Um, he, he, he just Yak looks so unfit. Probably, yeah. He's he's just unfit at the minute. And like when he came in, he looked like he needed two or three games to get into it. But he's just yeah. And he's still, he's, he tries to start a fight again like he did against Bolton. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he, he, was, he, he was going off on one again uh, about five minutes after he came on. He put a tackle in on Wall Street side, which was about probably five minutes later. That's probably why I didn't notice it. I was, uh, I was probably having a drink at that point. I was, I was done and, and pissed off with Andy Crosby by that. So. Yeah, OK. Well, we, so we've done the team. And we might, as well, we might as well do it. Go on, Johnny. Give Crosser a rating. It can start with a minus figure if you like. Um, it's, it's, it's a few ratings if you like. Give him up until we are our spate of injuries on the 63rd minute and then one after. If you're doing that, look, no, it, it, it was for me, it's, it's a seven for that first 65 minutes. I think, I think we were. We were fully in control. We didn't. I, I never, never at one stage did I feel uncomfortable at that point. And we, 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 we at the start of the season, we did it enough where we were one 0 up and we saw the game out with little problem. So I've got a bit of confidence in him that do you know what we went, we've gone two 0 up. He, we've got this. We can do this. And then Alfie and Ollie went off, and I was like, oh. Especially when the yak came on and we we started moving things around, I was like, "Oh, okay, don't like this." And then saw Ben and Chizzy up front, and I was like, "Oh, really? Okay, think things are really changing." And then it just went quickly downhill from there. And that last, well, it was fifty minutes. After that point, was just. 
was just really bad. We had we had five good minutes and extra time, and we actually scored from it, and then we still couldn't fucking see it out. Yeah. So it's it's piss poor game management. It's it's a two for me, and yeah, it's just I I can't. I, I can't see any way back. I still, like, we go and put four past Wigan, for example, then, yeah, that you, you might start building a bit of, okay, something might happen again, but we, we've got we've got to put a consistent run, run in the league now because I said before, Cups don't, Cups aren't the be-all and end-all for me. That they're, they're not, they're not what's important because we need to stay up. But when you tune up in a Cup, it's going to piss me off. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Okay, Tommy, if you want to add on Crosby? No, I think, I think the, the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good we've been for 65 minutes. If you uh, if you do something to change the game and you end up not winning that match, then that, ultimately, all... that ultimately reflects on the final, uh, the final rating. So for me, it'd be a one. Yeah. But I think you get one for writing your name. It's almost like a... You know, an exam Test. question. You yeah. twenty percent for writing your name correctly. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, so that was that game. Where is the Ale and Vale Christmas party? Where a game for a drink on Saturday night after the Wigan game? Yeah. So going to Johnny's. Johnny's bar. Yeah. So anyone who wants to come down, come and have a drink with us. Yeah, definitely good to see a few people. Well, not some people, but you know, <laughs> yeah, come down. What we're going to do? Just don't come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it, if you if you if you want to sit in a room, if you want to sit in a room with six over opinionated blokes that are, that that are getting. Oh, is Curse coming? Yeah, Curse coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So six six over opinionated blokes and an over opinionated woman that is going that is going to be raging at Andy Crosby and re- like swiping down on his phones every five seconds, waiting for the club statement. Um, come and join us in Johnny's bar because it should make for it should make for some fantastic conversation, though. To be fair, right yeah. after the game, that'll be the first time we've ever all actually gone out. Right after the game, and and kind of discuss the game. Normally, when we see each other, it's it's either a couple of hours later or the next day. Yeah, well, Bez, Bez is bringing the microphones with him, so we we will get some snippets of conversation, no doubt, recorded, and we might I might even hash together a pod if Ooh. if it Ooh. Ooh. if it's actually worthwhile. So we will be asking people for chip in. And stuff like that. Obviously, if no matter what you think, if you if you're gonna come on and, and call call him and see you next Tuesday, then we're probably not gonna be able to use that. But um Unless you're talking about Stu. Unless you're talking about Stu, then i yeah, fully 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 endorse that. You'll open the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're gonna hopefully get some people's people's some other people's voices on the podcast. Um some very drunk opinions from Tom, Steve, Stu. Yeah. yeah. Steve gave the shots in. Oh, the pod. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. So so yeah, we'll be in we'll be in Johnny's after after. Um please give Bez a cuddle if you see him because he's very disillusioned with it with, with things at the moment. Yeah, so. he's taking he's taking he's taking Vale's loss of form worse than any of us, I think, as Bez. 
Although he, what, he, he, we can't we can't really do film review that, but he did say been a good film, but I forgot what it was. Wonka. Wonka, yeah. I think he's all right, but. <laughs> <laughs> You waited for that, had you? Oh, yeah. You absolutely set that up. And uh, I am furious I, with that because I could just see on his face as I said, Wonka, that I'd bitten into his joke. But yeah. Frick. If, if you've got some sunglasses, now the weather's gone shit that need, need sorting out, get over to repair hyphen glasses. Um, and yeah, we're at home to Wigan. Just quickly, Tom, avtimings.com, score prediction and time of the first goal. Uh, 2-2 Um, 61st minute Four goals in half an hour Yeah Because we're going to make a change (laughs) On the 60th minute (laughs) Right, okay Um, Yeah, 61st minute Bangarity 2-2 Fair enough. And Steve. I think someone's going to score in the last minute. Someone. Yeah. I couldn't tell you whether it's going to be us or them, though. Fair enough. That, that, that's helpful that you couldn't tell us that. Well, I don't know. Steve, Steve what are you going with? Uh, 3-1 three, three Wigan. <laughs> First goal for Oliar Blast it on 56 minutes. Before he gets hauled off for his bad knee, for his knee gives way. We're all going for second half goals, goal, aren't we? Well, well we're, we're not going second. We're not all going. Oh, second. here we go. One <laughs> nil. Nathan Smith, twenty-two minutes. No. Four, four nil. Wigan. Char- Charlie White, seven minutes. Shit, I wasn't expecting that. I'll be honest. <laughs> we're going to get twatted. Yeah. yeah, I think they. Uh, is it? 31 points they should be on, isn't it? If they didn't have the deduction. Which would put them... Ninth with same as Lincoln, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be above Lincoln, they would be ninth, yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to see. We have got a game in hand on them. We are only a point behind them currently, so, you know, a win for us would do us no end of favours. Um, a defeat would make it quite tight again depending on obviously how the bottom four do um, but yeah I told you I didn't want to be talking about this in, in April we're talking about it in fucking December instead that well exactly that wasn't what I meant no it's uh, well it's something we need to be uh, wary of isn't it so yeah so come and join us Saturday night. Be classic. Yeah, come, and, come and join us after Charlie White's got his hat trick. But please, 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 and I'm begging you, introduce yourselves because <laughs> I, I I can't remember any bastard's name. And we're all pretty thick, to be fair. And I, and I, I just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> 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 but yeah, especially after I've, if I've had if I've been out and uh, had a couple of pints as well, then my uh, the names of people slip my mind as it is. Um, but yeah, it'd be good good to have a few people down after the game, have a few Christmas beers and that, and uh, hopefully it's on the back of a Vale win. But we'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah, there we go. Hopefully it's on, on the back of a win. Like none of us wanted to lose. Um it's 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 not in that sort of situation of I want us to lose to get him out. Oh, um, God, no. He's a thoroughly decent bloke and we all want him to succeed, but you know, we just don't think he can do he basically. No. You know, he's not he's not Steve Evans, is he? Let's face it. No. But I'd take Steve Evans right now if you offered it me. I don't oh, care about that. God, I'd have to be violently sick out of my eyes to have him. We're not having that debate now. We're not at 11 o'clock. That's for another day. That's for Saturday yeah. night. Where there is the possibility I might be sick out of my eyes. <laughs> so. when, when Steve's got the tequila in, we'll have that discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. Tequila. Oh, God. Nothing good ever comes of me having tequila. It makes me happy, eh? Okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> right, I'm not starting that because that song goes on for longer than you think. Yeah. Um, okay. Really good yeah. So there we go. Let's let's end it there. Let's let's hope for a positive result. Um, let's hope that you've listened to the whole two hours of us rambling on. Um, but if not, we've had fun. So have an ale. That's all that <laughs> Sound. I think Steve stopped it. So it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So automate delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.